Hey, it's Kim. And I'm B. And welcome back to Killer Reality Sister Wives Edition. <laughs> Except for today, we're talking about the queen of assholes. Oh, God. Are we're talking about you? You know, not today. I mean, we could if you'd like to, but it's probably... I'm probably not as entertaining as reading from this book and talking from Robin's point of view. Well, I don't know. We just got online and you said you're a fucking hoe. No. That's what I heard. Nope. I said, well, hello. (laughs) (laughs) And I heard you're a fucking hoe. (laughs) I don't know how. I mean, I could get the hoe and hello. Um, But nope. I said, well, hello. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, hello, hoe. (laughs) <laughs> okay sandoval we'll go with that okay all right speaking Born of the mustache i have <laughs> we watched the uncensored version last night can i just tell you guys if you have access to peacock you have to watch the uncensored uncensored reunion part one is it good stuff it is i mean you know what they're saying when they're bleeping every word out but it's not the same as hearing it no. And then James with his worm with a mustache. You're a worm with a mustache. I used to think James was a total dirtbag because not. he was. Well, the day. But okay, I, but here's the thing. Absolutely loving him right now. In season three, he's still dating Kristen, right? Mm-hmm. And Kristen's on her mission to destroy Sandoval right now because he cheated on her with Ariana. And so they bring Miami girl in and James is actually pretty fucking sick of Kristen at this point. Right. Because of her shenanigans and she won't fucking let it go. You know, but the whole time you're sitting there knowing what's going on now that Sandoval cheated with Ariana's best friend. It's hard to watch Ariana defend him. Right. Agreed. Like, don't they say you lose him how you got him? Something like that. They do say that. I have heard that. So... All right. Well, today, guys, in our best-selling novel, Becoming Sister Wives, the story of an unconventional marriage, we have Twat Waffles chapter, chapter 12. Yeah. Robin, sobbing Robin. Oh, and I'm starting this one. Okay. <laughs> I am reading first. All right. You, you, you I, I will let you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just hate her so much. Tell us how you really feel. Okay, here we go. Since I'm a relative asshole to the Brown family, sorry, newcomer, sorry, sorry, sorry. I do not share as much collective history as the rest of my sister wives do. I've never lived under the same roof with any of them. So I've been spared a lot of the conflicts and growing pains that my sister wives went through as they figured out how to raise their children together and integrate their lives with one another. Except you bring new conflicts and new growing pains. Thank you very much. And new debt, bitch. A lot. Mm. Although I lived in my own house when I married Cody, you mean the house that Janelle paid for? That mm-hmm. house? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Because... You didn't work? Oh, that's right. Okay. I still became part of the Brown family in every way. I helped out with all the kids. No. No, you didn't. No, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. And contributed my paycheck. Bitch, you didn't get a paycheck. What paycheck? She must mean her TLC paycheck. That's probably exactly what it was. Uh, To the family to help pay all the bills. This cooperative living was new for me. As a single working mom, It was usually up to me to make things work financially. Money was tight, but I still went to Victoria's Secret and ran up all my credit cards because I'm a hoe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Probably the smartest decision. 
Uh-huh. But knowing that we had one another's backs was wonderful. Since moving to Nevada, things have changed a lot for us and made us more of a team. We all had to contribute to the expenses to relocate our family, which was difficult for each of us. But now that we have a television now, oh, show. <laughs> it's like, what? You just got a TV? <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you people? Uh, we are essentially working together as a family on a daily basis, and we are a team financially. No, the fuck, you aren't. No, you you're are no, you're not. A leech. Oh, we split all of our money evenly and help each other out. No, they help you. Period. End of story. End of story. It has unified us and evened out any sense of financial inferiority or instability any of us may have had previously. We are all equal. No, you are not. Not even close. I'm not going to get through this. <laughs> Obviously, in addition to bringing a greater sense of financial equality between us, the show has been beneficial in allowing us to openly attend all of the children's school activities. The adults know that all the kids love to have any, if not all the parents at their recitals, performances, sporting events, and assemblies. If I could, I would go to every school event. No, you wouldn't. You would send you your fucking nanny. Hmm. And she can't find them. She does. She gets lost. True. Unfortunately, with so many children, this simply is impossible. Each week, all the moms and kids let the family know about school events and happening. And we try to figure out a way for the most parents to attend the most events. When my son Dayton graduated from elementary school, I invited all the parents. When he graduated from elementary school? It's a big deal. Okay. This is a new chapter in his little life. No, <laughs> no, it, it's a no. thing. It's a thing. No, we just go to junior high. Just, I mean, that's how it typically works. I don't remember having an elementary school graduation. No, no, they have yeah. kindergarten graduations. Like yeah. every fucking day you come home from school, it's a graduation party. Right. Jesus Christ, guys, just let them do the thing and then have a big party at 12th grade. Like most normal people. Mm. To my surprise and delight, they all came. Christine got there first, but I thought Christine didn't do oh, anything. Yeah. Christine's the worst. She oh. was unsupportive. Oh, it probably felt like a knife in the kidney. Absolutely. Mm. And texted the rest of us, letting us know where the assembly was. Oh, well, you probably needed that, you fucking dumbass. And that she was saving seats. When we all sat down and Dayton saw us, he started waving. Sitting in the audience, I was overwhelmed with pride in both my son and my family. One of the benefits of being in a plural family is that when I simply cannot attend one of my kids' events, I know that my sister, wives, and cooter will give all, give, sorry, <laughs> give my children support and I would have been there. I had, I don't know what the fuck she's saying. I know I would have had been there. She's retarded. Okay. Sadly, Cody and I had to be out of town when Dayton was in a school play. I knew how upset Dayton would be if no one from the family was there. He was so excited to be in the production. When I asked the other moms to support him, I was thrilled Christine, Christine once again, again, once again, and Mary were able to go. Mary even filmed the performance so I could watch it later. Dayton was over the moon that his other moms were there, and I was happy to be able to watch the play when I returned from my trip. I wonder where the fuck she went. Yeah, where did you guys go? What was so important? I need to know some details. 
Being a part of the Brown family is exciting and surprising for the kids and me. I love that my kids have a ton of siblings around all the time. The other kids are often at my house searching for food, but there's a fucking sign on my refrigerator door. That says stay out. Stay out. This is a common habit of all the brown kids looking for snacks in the other houses. I specifically save leftovers for such raids. Bitch, if I'm coming to your house, look for snacks. I ain't fucking looking for leftovers. Right. No, I want the good stuff. The garbage. Not you. Yeah. You put out the sugar. You put out the sweet stuff. Even leftover pizza. Sure. But don't leave me your fucking beef stroganoff from Hamburger Helper. Although I ain't going to lie. That shit's really good. Nobody wants that. Give me No. I want that. Fresh. (laughs) And with those french fried onions. I haven't had Hamburger Helper in, oh my God, so many years. I'm telling you right now, go to the store. Get yourself a box of Hamburger Helper. (laughs) The stroganoff. And make it. And serve it with Hawaiian rolls. Mm -hmm. And put some of those French's french fried onions on the top. Good stuff. Yeah, you're gonna love it. All right, you're gonna love it. I specific. Oh, okay. I always try to have ice cream and popsicles. Nobody wants the popsicles, Robin, in my freezer, so the kids won't waste money on the ice cream truck. So you're telling me an ice cream truck comes into their fucking cul-de-sac behind the gates? That is a good question. Uh huh. Maybe they leave their gates open. Honestly, if all those kids were home, they would make some badass money. Yeah, totally. Right? Let's bring a margarita truck. That would be nice. They'd make a ton of money off me. My girls and I don't eat a lot. I struggle to have an appetite because I'm so skinny and pretty. Shut up. (laughs) But Brianna and I are both hypoglycemic, which means we always need to have emergency snacks on hand so that if we experience a blood sugar crash, we can survive. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) you got to take over because i can't with this bitch you can survive you can survive you know her she's always dying just like when she supposedly had covid and she wasn't gonna make it well at least her eyebrows look good okay (laughs) have you been hitting the margaritas already no ma'am it is only 10 a.m it is indeed Indeed, but that means nothing. Give it till noon. We established before that people might think you're a lush, so it wouldn't be too far of a stretch to say maybe you've hit the margaritas already. Okay, but guys, I swear to God, I do not drink a lot. I don't have the capacity to drink a lot. This is true. So, okay, go ahead. Okay. And just so you guys know, I apologize in advance if you hear the stupid neighbor dog or banging at 930 in the morning. Because What kind of banging? Not the good kind. Oh, okay. Somebody out there building something. Super annoying. Anyways, I'll shut up now. (laughs) But my neighbors are assholes. Just throwing that out there. What if they listen to the pod and know that you feel that they're assholes? You guys are assholes. Oh, okay. Well, it's on then, bitches. (laughs) Aside from our Friday night dinner and Sunday potluck, we don't get together as a family for meals. And we don't grocery shop together unless it's important. Unless it's an impromptu event. No, they just don't grocery shop with you. Christine and Janelle will help each other out. A hundred percent. They just left you and didn't invite you because Pretty much. You, you're a hoe. You, you don't need food anyways because you struggle to eat. So And you're hypoglycemic and you need and you might snacks not. to survive. You may not survive the grocery trip. No snacks for you, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> We're evil. Straight to hell. <sighs> We will coordinate our big family meals for holidays and birthdays by communicating who is responsible for bringing what. Birthdays are usually hosted by the mother of the child whose birthday it is. 
makes sense. Mm -hmm. That mom will cook what she or her child likes best. However, sometimes kids will request a dish from one of the other mother's repertoires. Oh, you fancy bitch. <laughs> Last year, Janelle's son, Gabe, requested Mary's mashed potatoes and gravy for his birthday. Okay. That's what okay. I request. I would never, ever, ever have I in my life requested mashed potatoes and gravy for my birthday. And I've had, but some, I love me some mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> I've had some fucking good mashed potatoes in my life, but I've never requested them for my birthday. Never, ever. Never. Have I ever? No, in the history of ever. Ever. And uh, Mary was happy to provide them. I'll, f- I'll feel pretty special when the kids request one of my recipes for their birthday meal. Well, they're Our- not going to. No. Well, especially these days. Mm-hmm. Our kids spend as much time together as possible. The only rules I impose on this is that visiting children can't interfere with my children's homework, nor can my kids go out until their homework or chores are complete. Other than that, as long as I know where my children are planning to hang out and how they are getting there and back, I'm happy to have them be with their siblings whenever they can. Lies. Mm -hmm. She's a fucking liar. You're a liar. Pants on fire. Mm -hmm. One up in flames. Well, she's got plenty of Victoria's Secret. (laughs) She does. Oh, God. She makes me cringe. Mm -hmm. The younger girls tend to congregate at my house. Cody calls the five younger girls, not including Truly, who's still a baby, the Pixies. So my house is sort of the Pixie house. That's gross. (sighs) (laughs) The girls range from six to ten years old, and they all play together often. They play dolls, house, do craft, and anything that fit into their fantasies. They also love sleeping over at my house. I get bombarded every weekend for sleepovers, and I get complaints if at least one sleepover doesn't happen per week. With an exclamation point, you guys. She is very serious about that. Yeah, she's serious. The only time I will assert myself with children who are not my own is when they aren't, when the other, when there are. Jesus, who's drinking now? Oh, man, I wish. Without the other moms present, I'm comfortable correcting other children's behavior and enforcing my own rules. Shut up over there. (laughs) However, I tend not to do any child rearing with the other children, especially if other moms are present. I don't feel that it's my place to interfere with how someone else raises her children. For this reason, I haven't had a lot of child rearing conflicts with my sister wives. Um, are you sure it's because you just don't trust them with your own kids and mm-hmm. everything else? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm usually comfortable with one of my sister wives helping to parent my children. Lies. Lies. When we're all together or at another mom's house, I try to make sure I'm the one who keeps my kids in line so another mom doesn't feel like she has to take charge. That's not true. You have a fucking nanny that goes everywhere with you that does it. Yep. Would you stop calling her out on her bullshit, okay? Oh, I can't help it. <laughs> I feel like I'm slacking if I don't ca- take care of things myself and attend to my own children. You're a liar. Very much so. Like, everything that comes out of your mouth and onto this paper is a lie. Mm. So, I'm very aware of what my kids are doing when we are in another house. When I'm not there and my kids are visiting alone, again, another lie... I encourage the other moms to inform me if my kids are behaving in a way that I should correct. 
Despite the fact that all of our parenting styles are different, each sister wife has the best interests of the kids at heart. I'm more prone to talking things out. I want to learn about the kids' feelings and try to understand why they are acting out in a certain way before punishing them for their behavior. Because as we've established before, she likes to coddle and Mm -hmm. hover. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm overprotective and overly gentle. I stand up for the underdog. For example, McKelty, Christine's second oldest daughter, is a very unique girl. She doesn't fit in very well with the other three teen girls. She is creative and independent, so she gets razzed a lot. I have a tendency to stand up for her and see the best in her. She will do something great someday with her out-of-the-box thinking. I don't tolerate bullying or harassing from any of the kids. Let me turn the page here. (laughs) Even minor teasing is off limits. I want all the children to be nice to one another always. For this reason, I prefer a calmer, more peaceful home environment. I try to bring a sense of respect to every family gathering and every situation in which I'm dealing with a group of kids. I expect the kids to be responsible and considerate, so I try to lead by example. Oh, Jesus. Do you want me to take over? (laughs) Go for it, killer. I ran into a few issues with my position as a parent with some of the older kids when I first came into the family. I don't think they were ready to accept me as a mom. It was strange for them to all of a sudden have someone, someone new parent them without any history. We have had some issues with some of the kids because of this. I think we, I think every blended family deals with similar problems. I thought at first that my sister wives would just insist that their kids look at me as a mom, but I've realized that it is up to me to claim that role. I have actually had to reach out to the kids and build a relationship with them independent of their biological moms. Respect is earned, not demanded. My parental relationships are getting better and better with time, but it's still a work in progress. I think opening the lines of communication about our children is important to our growth as a family. We have a lot of kids who are going through all different stages in life. It's essential to stay on top of their development and difficulties. Since my children are the youngest of our brood, I haven't yet had to deal with the question of teen dating. That will happen too soon, I'm afraid. My son Dayton is hitting puberty and almost as tall as me. However, oh, there's another exclamation point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. However, I will happily give my input as to what I think is appropriate so that we can set some family ground rules and our kids will be all on the same page as to what is allowed, you know, cause hormones. Oh yeah, of course. I have life experiences, but do you, do you? She, she's been through a lot. I'm sure she does have some pretty hefty life experiences. Mm-hmm. Give her some credit. Okay. Uh, gag. <laughs> experiences that I can share with the kids kids to help them make informed decisions. And I don't mind doing so. Nevertheless, I feel that is ultimately up to Cooter and the other moms to enforce the rules for their specific children. My children are so blessed to have all these mommies and the best daddy ever. Oh God. Cody is such a great father, (laughs) even though he is stretched so thin, he makes his time count a third exclamation point. Mm -hmm. We are excited over here. Mm -hmm. I know my kids have felt the lack of having a good daddy in their life. I remember long before I ever met Cody, my kids would ask when they were going to get their new dad. Oh, Jesus Christ. I (laughs) really want, I really would love to get a point of view from their bio dad. Oh, me too. I heard he has cancer. 
Oh, no. No bueno. No bueno. I think Dayton especially has benefited so much from having a guy around. Cody is so patient with him and loves to spend time letting him rattle on about his latest fascination. My girls, Aurora and Brianna, adore Cody as well. Daddy's kisses and hugs are welcome and wanted. He's so cute with them. It makes me love him that much more. It really is true that a way to a divorced mom's heart is through her kids. A fourth exclamation point, guys. Mm. Oh, it's so sweet. So sweet. So gross. Oh, oh God. This is a long, this is one paragraph. Jesus. (laughs) Okay, let's see what it has to say. I'm sure sometimes the kids get sick of having so many adults commenting on their lives, but mostly the kids adore having five adults who love them, not to mention a lot of brothers and sisters who do as well. Our children are never alone, and this gives them a strong identity and permanent sense of place. These kids will never lack in support and love. Of course, being a part of such a large family is as demanding of them as it is adults. The most difficult thing for our children is that they never get to be selfish and cannot put their individual needs in front of their siblings. I know my kids have had to adjust sharing with more brothers and sisters. My girls now have several other sisters to incorporate in their play, whether they like it or not. Recently, one of the other pixies, I fucking hate that. Stop it. I fucking hate it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Needed a chapter book to read. Oh, I got one for you. It's called Becoming Sister Wives. Um, And my daughter, Aurora, has several. I asked her to share with her sister. Aurora suggested at first with lending or struggled at first with lending out her book. So I had to point out that we are a family and we share and we help each other out. The family is always a team. It can be a challenge to them and always remember that. Then again, it could be a challenge for the adults as well. But we are getting there. Because God knows you guys share every fucking thing. Yes. Gross. Extremely. Gross. And of course, fucking bag of wind, Mary next. (sighs) Yeah. Mary always has so much to say. Like she, she talks a lot, nonstop. Yep, yep. And I bet it says, uh, "I was catfished twenty-four Pop. times." <laughs> yeah, because as we move into part four of the book, you guys, we are talking about their celebrity status. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, I would totally fan girl if we drive through there and I see one of them. Um. Depends on is like if I saw Robin, I'd probably contemplate running her over. Mm-hmm. But look, I react totally different than what I think I react because the first time I ever <laughs> saw Elton John in concert, mm-hmm. I never understood all these videos of back when like girls would see the Beatles and they were crying. Right, mm-hmm. totally fine. Elton John comes on stage. I'm down on the floor, a couple rows from the stage. He comes out. My ass starts crying. Dude, you remember when we went to uh, Fleetwood Mac? That's yeah. How- well, I mean, Total it is girl. Stevie Nicks, so she is queen supreme. Yes, but I mean, you don't know how you're gonna react. So I would totally fangirl over Janelle and Christine mostly. Oh, absolutely. Mary- I probably, I'd probably say some shit to Cody. I'd heckle. Give him your peace of mind. Yeah, and he'd probably ignore me, and then I get mad that he'd ignore me, and then it'd just be a whole thing. Yeah, like, how dare you ignore me, you tool? Like, you will listen to what I have to say. And I'm going to talk about you on my podcast. (laughs) So, okay, guys. So there's your titillating chapter on 
Twat Waffle. AKA Sobbin Robin. AKA Squarehead. AKA Browse. <laughs> browse. Just browse. <laughs> Hashtag browse. <laughs> okay, guys, have a wonderful Sunday. And um, hopefully, we have an episode that drops for you because, again, I am driving across the country. So you may or may not hear from us. Maybe. But well, if you don't, come back. Absolutely. We'll be back. It's just one day, maybe two days in a week, but we'll be back. We'll be back. So don't leave us and smash that like. Do all the things. Listen, follow, all uh, of it. And Do love it should be multiplied now. and not divided and then divide it because being multiplied, it really sucks. It does. <laughs> <laughs> all right. right. Talk soon. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.